sixth chapter of the book of Romans. Praise God. 14th verse. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you this day that each ear will hear the truth and will be set free. For where there is truth, there is liberty. And Father, we bless you and honor you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Romans, the sixth chapter, 14th verse. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Now he's writing these to spirit-filled Roman Christians. He says, sin shall not have dominance over you. For you're not under the law, but under grace. So the law must have brought a sin consciousness. Look in the 18th verse. Being then made free from sin, you become the servants of righteousness. Hallelujah. If anybody understood that, they'd have to kick somebody or bite somebody. They'd have to do something. Amen. 15th verse there, back up to that. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Oh, of course not. Grace is the ability to live above sin. Now, a lot of people hear me preach on grace and they say, well, Sutherland gives folks a, 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 a license to sin. But this isn't a license to sin. This is a license to live above sin. Sin will make a coward of you. Sin will keep something on the back burner that when you go to God, you won't pray in faith. You'll have something back there. Well, I've done this wrong, done this wrong. Let me tell you something. Grace is God's ability to keep you holy. It's God's ability. It's God himself giving you the right to live a holy life. Praise God. Now turn with me, if you will, to Jude. How many of you know where Jude is? It's right before the book of the Revelation. Little John. Then Jude. Jude, the 24th verse. Now unto him that's able to keep you from falling <laughs> and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Now unto him that's able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless one translation said, and now all glory to God who's able to keep you from stumbling. Well, you say, but I've stumbled. I've failed. I've sinned. I've made mistakes. Well, let me tell you something. God is greater than your mistakes, folks. He's greater than falling. 
He's got the ability to keep you holy before him. Someone said, well, if you preach people like that, they'll just do anything. People don't do anything anyway. Tell me what people won't do. It'd shock you if you knew what folks did. But let me tell you something. We've got a Lord Jesus Christ that went to an old rugged cross that you could be presented before God holy and unblameable, without fault. New Living, New Testament said, now all glory be to God who's able to keep you from stumbling and who will bring you into his glorious presence. Now listen to this, innocent of sin with great joy. It gives God great joy to bring you. How can he bring you in to his presence with joy and without any sin? Because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ has annihilated the curse and the sin problem. He believes that it is annihilated. Praise God. So he is able. Now in him that's able to keep you from falling and present you faultless. Someone ought to shout on that, I'll tell you. Well, Brother Solon, I'm trying to do, my, do the best I can. I want to live the best I can. Well, you ought to, but that don't mean what this is. This is God doing it all for you. This is God saying, I'm going to take responsibility for every sin they ever committed, and I'm going to send the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's going to annihilate everything against them. If only Christians knew that. You wouldn't have to squall them out about three times a week. See? You want to hear Cotton Patch translation? I might just better save that one for myself. Said he has presented you at his court, spick and span. <laughs> That's the next thing to good right there. I mean, he's presented you before Almighty God, the Supreme Court of the universe, spick and span. How did he do that? The minute you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, everything Jesus did for you goes into effect. All the freedom, all the blessing, every blessing in heaven itself enjoyed, all the healing power of God, all that's available to you the minute you get born again. Praise God. If he's able to keep me from falling, he's able to keep me from getting sick. If he's able to keep me from getting sick, he's able to keep me from being broke. Hallelujah. He has presented me before his court, spick and span. Re revised English version said, he has presented me above reproach. New American Bible said he presented me blameless if he presented me blameless and he is the judge of all, that's who I am. I'm blameless. Well, I'm just gonna live anyway. I know grace is God's ability to keep you from sinning and living above sin. You don't have to sin. You don't have to, you don't have to fail. Well, everybody makes mistakes. No, no, you don't have to make mistakes either. 
Hallelujah. I like to go before God and, and I can't even remember the last time I had to use 1 John 1, 9. Amen. Hallelujah. American Standard versions said without blemish. That's how he's already presented you. Who did he present that with? The whole world. Not just Christians. But it comes into effect the minute you accept Jesus as your personal Savior. Can you say amen? While we are close, hold your finger right there. I may come back and read that again. Turn over to 1 John. First little John, the first chapter. I can quote this, and most of you should be able to. Most of you done wore it out. First John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sin, don't, don't ever deny when you miss it. Confess it and head on. Don't hang around it. Well, I miss God. I failed. Anybody, I, I, you know, you've heard me say a many times, I don't know anybody that hadn't missed it but me and Brother Hagin. And you know, Brother Hagin has gone on now. So it just leaves me. Ha ha, that's supposed to be funny. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Anybody here can laugh? Ha, 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 he, he, he. Amen? Praise God, that's a joke. Folks leave here and say, so thanks he don't ever sin. Thanks he's perfect. Well, I am in the sight of Almighty God. I am unblameable. I am unreprovable. Blessed be God. Unreproachable, without blemish. That's the way God wants you to think. Well, when you sin, what do you do? I confess it and head on. Paul said, I forget those things which are behind and press on towards the prize. How many of you know it's a prize out there? What is that prize? Life on high in Christ Jesus. Living out of heaven. Living out of knowing God's will. Living out of the blessings of God. My, my, my. Dumbest thing in the world is not to know God. As easy it is, and he wants to bless you. So, what is this 1 John 1, 9 business? It's simply a clause in there that'll keep you from falling. If I mess up, I confess and head on. I'm gone. I ain't looking back. Yeah, but something's dogging your track. It ain't dogging mine. Because the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, it's done set me free from the law of sin and death. I'm free from that. God does not want you to have a sin consciousness. He does not want you to have a failure consciousness. You can't amount to anything from God if you think you're a failure. If you ain't, well, I'm not living right. Well, I don't doubt that. What do you want me to do? Straighten it up. Straighten it up. Confess it and head on. Don't just waller in it. This grace of God's the ability to live holy, to live right. My, 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 my. Colossians, the second chapter. Turn back to Colossians, the second chapter. 
Philippians, and then Colossians. Second chapter and the 14th verse. Colossians 2.14 said he blotted out the handwriting of ordinance, ordinances that was against who? Us. They blotted out. God has not got one thing against you. God wants a message preached to you of reconciliation that our God was personally present in Christ reconciling and restoring you to favor. He wants people to know that. But we've preached how hot hell is and we've preached how God hates sin. Uh, uh, my mother was one this Pentecost and she is forever telling me, God hates sin and your sin manifested in the flesh. Well, I don't doubt if I wouldn't. Hallelujah. I exhausted the subject of sin. Are you listening to me? But let me tell you something. I started going to a church and the old preacher knew something about grace and I'm telling you, I lost a sense of unworthiness and I lost a sense of sin consciousness like I was a failure, bless God. God didn't just forgive my sins from the time I got saved back. He forgave them from the point there forward and as far as east is from the west. It's over. Don't have no sin consciousness. Well, what if you sin? I confess it and go on. I don't hang around it. I don't hang around it nine seconds. Amen. He blotted out the handwriting of ordinances against us, which was contrary to us, took them out of the way and nailed them to his cross. It's over. I hate it. If you want to keep a sin consciousness, you're going to have to go somewhere else because it ain't going to be hanging around us. Well, I fail. Laubach said, God crossed out the whole debt against us. Crossed it out. All the debt against us in his account book. He no longer counted the laws that we had broken. He nailed the account book to the cross and closed your account. You ain't got no sin account. Well, what if I sin? I just told you, confess it and head on. It'll relieve you of an unrighteous consciousness if you know what the Word of God said. Blackwelder said, he canceled a document of indebtedness which by means of the degree had a claim on us and he removed it permanently by nailing it to his cross. Look what that'll do to someone that's failed. Look what that'll do, it's failed in their marriage. Look what they've done when they've, they, they, they've done wrong. Look what it's done. It'll bring them up out of a harbor pit in a miry clay and God will stand them on a solid rock. Say, best God, I can't help it how you fail, but I got a son, Jesus Christ, that paid the price for it. All of it, not half of it. Not what we consider sin. Well, now, you know, I preached a fellow's funeral one time. I went and prayed with him the day before he died. He was a full-blood, restored wine old. I got the papers on him. His wife was Pentecost. I went and prayed with him to get saved. I preached the man in heaven. Them Pentecost folks wanted to jump on me with a ball bat. Well, he went to hell. He was a drunk. 
Let me tell you something. Sometimes the last will be first, folks. Sometimes the first that think they're the hot shot will be the last in line. Sometimes folks think they're so good they can't even get a prayer answered because they've got to just be perfect. You get your prayer answered because of one thing, the Lord Jesus Christ. Not by works of righteousness we have done, but by his precious blood. He canceled the document of deadness which by means of its degree had claims on us. And he removed it permanently by nailing it to the cross. Now ain't that good. God don't want you thinking about sin. You think on sin long enough, you'll do some of it. I seen an old boy one time. He'd broke in two or three bubblegum machines and one Coke box. Hear him tell it, he is on the most wanted list by the FBI. They carried him around everywhere and he told this story about all oh, how bad he was. Oh, what a criminal he was. Oh, and it got so good to him that he went back to it. Are you listening to me? I ain't hanging around. You don't hear me get up here telling about what all I done. When I first got saved, Baptist people came to me. I belonged to the first Baptist church. I got saved. They come and ask me all over town, would you come give your testimony? I said, I sure will. I'll sure do it. When I told them about, I was gonna tell them how I got saved, how I got filled with the Holy Ghost, how I got healed. They didn't want my testimony then. They want me to tell them how I used to fight, how I used to stay drunk, how people were afraid of me and all that kind of stuff. I walked in a beer joint a many times and look, it'd be 25 or 30 people in there. You'd think E.F. Hutton walked in. Everybody else, shut up. I wouldn't say nothing. I'd point at the jukebox. They'd unplug it. Amen. And if they didn't, I'd kick it in. Are you listening to me? Yeah, I was bad. I was bad. But that don't give glory to nobody but hell. When you stand up and say, listen, I met Jesus Christ and I sat in my living room and he came into my life and I met him, praise God, and I ain't the same person anymore. I got something on the inside of me greater than hell, greater than failure, greater than sin. Praise the Lord. Jesus was made sin for us. You know, John the Baptist seen him said, yonder comes the Lamb of God. He could have just as well said, yonder comes the Lamb of man. While I was yet a sinner, he died a lamb for me. He stood for me. He stood in my place. He stood for God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But he stood for man and God. William's translation of Colossians 2.14 said he canceled a note that stood against us with its requirements. You ain't got no requirements now. What's your requirement? Well, if you don't live right and if you don't do this right and you don't hold your mouth this right and you don't walk this right and if you don't wear the same kind of clothes I wear and wear your hoodoo or your hairdo just like we think, then you ain't right. See, we 
put Christianity in some kind of stigmatism when God said, bless God, my man's free. My man's free. Blessed be God. My man's holy. I'll keep him from falling. You don't have to worry about it. Well, kind of like a preacher told me, I said, what do you mainly preach? He said, well, I just try to keep my folks saved. I said, well, you're a little late. Jesus done done that. Folks think you got to keep some kind of, I ain't got to keep, God has got the ability to keep me from falling. Hallelujah. Yeah, but I don't live up to what mama said. Well, I don't care what mama said. Mama said, granny said, they probably ain't never heard what we're hearing right now. Praise God. Listen to this. Phillips translated, Christ has utterly wiped out the damning evidence. He wiped it out. No broken laws and commandments which always hung over our head. You can't live for God with something hanging over your head. If you think you ain't pleasing to God, you can't mount to a hill of beans. Well, how am I gonna get pleasing to God? Well, I gotta live this way and I gotta do this and pay my tithe and I gotta do all. No, not by works of righteousness we've done, but by the precious holy blood of Jesus, we stand totally redeemed before God. I stand before God pure and holy as the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 John 4, 17 said, as he is, so are you in this world right now. Hallelujah. God wants you to know that. See, you can't, if you've got a sin consciousness, he said he wants to purge your conscience. Purge it, cleanse your conscience from dead works. You trying to make it. You trying to accomplish something. Jesus has already accomplished for us. We ought to have a song on our lips and a praise on our mouth all the time for what he's done for us. Hallelujah. Thank God I've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Thank God I've been sanctified. Thank God I've been made glorified. Thank God I'm totally justified. Praise God, hallelujah. Mm. Let me read that again. I, I don't know how long since I read this. Christ has utterly wiped out the damning evidence. They wiped out. It's wiped out. Well, what if I do something tomorrow? You mean the blood of Jesus just handled it back yonder? It handles it past, present, and future. It handled it from the cross forward and the cross backwards far as east is from the west. It didn't half do it. It didn't just half get it, you know, kind of like when I got saved, fella told me, said, well, God, wipe your slate clean. Well, what does that mean? That means he wiped my slate clean. Now, here's another slate. Fill it up. No, that don't mean that. I mean, it's wiped clean. You don't have any damning evidence against you. Past, present, or future. If you fail, you've got 1 John 1, 9. My, 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 my. Christ has utterly wiped out the damning evidence of broken laws and commandments which always hung over our heads. Ain't hanging over mine. What if you get mad at your wife? Well, I ask you to forgive me. 
You ask God, no, I didn't say nothing to him. It was her. <laughs> Amen. Listen to Ben Johnson. By the cross, God has wiped out the rules which actually blocked our becoming what God intended. By the cross, God wiped out the rules, all the commandments. You trying to accomplish something, you trying to be a goody-goody, you trying to do just exactly right. Now, I believe in living right. I believe in not stealing. I believe in not lying. I believe in not committing a fornication. I believe in not doing them things. Why? Because I don't want nothing on the back burner between me and God. When I go and ask him for $10,000, I'm expecting $10,000, not $50. When I go and need a new car, I don't, I don't go to saying, well, let's see what all I gotta get right. I got it right. How'd you get it right? Jesus went to the cross for me. He went to the cross for me. Anything you have to add to what Jesus done for you is error. You don't have to do nothing. It's there. It's finished. It is finished. He's done it all. He has accomplished everything that it takes for you to live life to its fullest. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, Paul went to the Lord one time and said, Lord, I'm telling you right now, the devil's been on my case. He sent a messenger just for me. He said, my grace is sufficient. What is grace? What Jesus accomplished in the death, burial, and the resurrection. Praise God. While we're close there, turn over to Hebrews, the ninth chapter. Hebrews, ninth chapter. When you get it, holla, amen. amen. Ninth chapter, the twelfth verse. Neither by the blood of God are of goats and calves. That's Old Testament. They sacrificed the blood of goats and calves and it covered their sin. Now listen close to me. And God saw those old covenant people through the blood. Now he does not see you through the blood, even of Jesus' blood. He sees you in Christ. Because if he has to see you through the blood, then it means there's something sin that he, he hadn't handled. And he's handled it all. Do you understand what I'm saying there? I'm not belittling the blood, but I, he don't see. The blood's already been applied. He sees you in Christ. What about if I ain't saved? He still sees you in Christ. All you gotta do is act on it. So not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal, everlasting, forever redemption for us. 14th verse. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. He wants, you know what purge is? Huh? Purge, cleanse. He wants you to have a clear conscience. 
that when you come to him, bless God, you can get your prayer answered. If you think you're a failure, think you've done everything wrong, you can't get anything done. That's why I confess it and head on. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 God does not want you to have a sin and failure consciousness. He wants you to have a righteousness conscious that I am the righteousness of Almighty God. I am sanctified, set apart. Praise God, praise God. How many of you know there ain't no evidence against you? God don't even have an account book where he's keeping up what you do. See, that come out of hell and Santa Claus. He keeps up with who's naughty and nice. See, that's spewed out of hell. To why, why would that be sent out of hell? To keep you having a sin and failure consciousness. You need to purge your conscience. Bless God, hallelujah. There is not one shred of evidence against you. Praise God. Praise God. You are what God intended for you to be. Romans 8, 29 said he predestined, he had a plan for you to be marked out where you look just like Jesus. Be as holy as Jesus is. Ephesians 2, 10 said you were created in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. You're a new kind. What kind of creation are you? A holy one. Reckon God even knows how to make an unholy one. He made you pure and holy. Turn over to the 12th chapter of uh, Hebrews while we're close. 12th chapter, 23rd verse. Praise God. Y'all getting anything out of this? Yeah. 12th chapter, the 23rd verse. He said, you come to the general assembly in the church of the firstborn which are written in heaven, and to God the judge. He'll come to judge. What's the judge say? He's the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Now, blessed be God, you can't, you can't, someone said, well, that means making them mature, perfect. Now, you can't make someone mature. You have to grow in that. But he made you a perfect man. Now, he wants you to be perfect spirit, soul, and body. He's washed your physical body with pure water. That's healing. He said you're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. What does that mean? That means physical body healing. Praise God. Praise God. So there's no evidence against you. You are what God intended for you to be. Turn, turn back to uh, 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 Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, 22nd verse. <coughs> 422. That you put off concerning the former lifestyle, or conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitfulness, lust, and, 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 and what? Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And you put something on in your mind, in your thinking. How many of you know you ain't going any further than your thinking? You're not going to wake up one morning and say, well, my Lord, I'm a mature Christian. Oh, ain't I something? No. You ain't going any further than what you think in your mind. If you think you're a failure, guess what? You're one of those 
looking for a place to happen. All right, now listen to it. 23rd verse, be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new man, which after God is created, how? If you just stop there, after God is created. How many of you know you've been created after God? How? In righteousness and true holiness. Praise God. With the life of God, the nature of God, with God's DNA in you. My God, God thought you so holy, but he moved in. You're now the temple of the living God. Hallelujah. He said if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead living you, it'll make alive your physical body. Anybody say amen to any of this? Praise God. So grace is God canceling the sin debt. Grace is God taking the responsibility for your sin. He took the responsibility for it. Because Adam failed, he took the responsibility, but he didn't quit there. He sent something to pay for it. His only begotten son. It cost him everything. It cost him his son's life. It cost him as a son that was second person in the Trinity that came to this earth and became a man only. A man got us in trouble named Adam and another man got us out. There's one mediator between God and men, the man right now. A man sits at the highest seat in the universe named the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So the price is paid. Grace, see, we're not under the law, we're under grace. Grace is making you a favorite with God. Now listen to me. I'm gonna make a statement that, 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 that Christianity and religion, religion won't buy. Grace is God making you a favorite with himself no matter how many times you fail. Well, God can't be pleased with him. God sure don't like Jimmy Swaggart. God sure don't like Jim Baker. Don't, he died for him. It's Christianity and religion that wants to kill somebody that makes a mistake. Are you listening to me? Mistakes ain't what bothers God. Quitting is what makes bothers God. If you just hang in there and get a hold of the word of God, God can restore you, don't care what you've done. Grace is God making you a favorite no matter how many times you fail. Oh, in Proverbs, he said, you can fail seven times, but you can get up eight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I seen George Foreman and Joe Frazier. I seen their fight. Every time Foreman hit him, he'd turn him a flip. And every time he'd turn him a flip, Joe Frazier would get up. And he'd have still been getting up. He knocked him down six times. He still got up. He's wanting to fight. He wouldn't quit. But the referee just stepped in and stopped it. Well, let me tell you something. Some of you have been knocked down. Some of you have had failure. Some of you's had problems with your mama, your daddy, your in-laws. Some of you's had problems keeping a job. Well, blessed be God, we got some grace to extend to you. We got some love. One translation said, grace, the unconditional love of God. 
unconditional. Unconditional. Praise God. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5.19, the Amplified Bible said, God was personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up their trespasses, but canceling them. They cancel. I believe what God said. Yeah, but yeah, but brother, so you can't just tell everybody that. How come you can't? It's the Bible. How come you can't? God don't want you sitting around thinking you're a failure, thinking you missed it. You can't dwell on those things. You dwell on them things and you are a failure. Romans 6, 14, we read it a while ago. Out of the King James. I'm gonna read it out of Ben Johnson. You are now living in grace. You're not under law, but under grace. He said, you are now living in the unconditional love of God. That's where you're living right now, in the unconditional love. And Lovett finishes that up and says, with no strings attached. <laughs> no strings attached. Now, what does that mean? Well, God ain't pulling my string every time, every time I mess up. Ain't no strings attached to this thing. He loves you unconditionally and that's it. Grace is unconditional. Someone ought to be just jumping up and down. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Hebrews 8th chapter. Hebrews, the eighth chapter, starting the seventh verse. It said, For if the first covenant, the Old Testament, had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the day, days cometh, saith the Lord, when I'll make a new covenant. That's this new testament we have. This is one under the blood of Jesus. This is the covenant God's made with us. Listen to him. For finding fault, eighth verse. He saith, Behold, the day cometh, saith the Lord, when I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. When he brought them out of slavery, that was great, but it ain't in the class with what you got. Now listen to him. That I took them out of the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt because they could not continue in my covenant. I regarded them not, saith the Lord, for this is the covenant I'll make with the house of Israel in those days, saith the Lord. I'll put my laws into their minds and write them into their hearts, and I'll be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the great. Listen, 12th verse. For I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. <laughs> if he don't remember them, I'm not either. 
Amen? Amen. Say, well, you just, you'll have people just doing anything. I'm telling you right now, I hadn't met anyone I ain't going to do what they want to anyway. You say, uh, you planning on sin? I ain't planning on it. I have no, I, I ain't got no plan to sin or do something like that. Amen. I had no, I don't, don't cross my mind. He said he'd remember this stuff no more. I was preaching in Mountain Home, Arkansas, and a, 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 a elderly Pentecostal lady had a hairdo, long dress, came down, and she's cross-eyed, and she said, "I want you to pray for my eyes. I believe God will uncross my eyes." She was in her seventies. Was you with me, Brenda? Wasn't you with me? Then she said. I said, what happened to you? She said, when I was six years old, they sent me to school, and every day I walked by this field where a big bull was, and every day he'd paw at me and make it like he's gonna run, run at me. And, and she said, I told my mama, I, want, I don't wanna go by there no more. So all right, bull ain't gonna bother you. And said, it scared me to death. And said, one day I, I walked by there and he went to paw and he run at me and hit that fence and said, when he did, my eyes crossed. Now that's a trauma, that someone be that scared that something like that happened. But I'll tell you what, I know something about the grace of God that wants to alleviate a cross-eyed person we laid hands on. Was you with me, honey? Huh? I thought you was. Praise God. Well, I couldn't hear you talk. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Lord undone her eyes just like that. We was in Iola, Kansas this last week, last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We've seen five people that were deaf be healed. One old man, I laid hands on him on a Friday night and his left ear popped open. Laid hands on him Saturday night. Laid hands on him again Sunday morning and the other ear popped open. Hallelujah. Praise God. Five of them. Praise God. Praise God. I think, I, I don't know how many, it, I believe he said his 18 Baptist people came and uh, were filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's people out there hungry for the truth, folks. Praise God. And if we don't tell them, who's gonna tell them? Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Turn with me, if you will, to Acts, the 14th chapter. Acts, the 14th chapter. Look in the third verse. It said, Long time, therefore, abode they speaking boldly in the name of the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders be done by their hands. If what people's preaching is true, there'll be signs and wonders. There'll be healings. That's why most people want to wait till just before they die to accept Jesus because they ain't seen nothing out of Christianity they wanted. You know the whole world's waiting on a glimpse of the sons of God right now? They're waiting on it. Praise God. 